0: So I'm Cheryl I'm, I'm a compulsive overeater. Cheryl. And, um, you know, so I'm leading the meeting because sometime during the holidays, Kathy- Cheryl, called, Cheryl, do you want to be timed five? How do you want us to time you? 15 and five. Thank you. You got the Thank uh, you, Cheryl. <laughs> What's that? She said, thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. See, I'm just like, Ooh. Okay. Thanks. Um. So anyway, I'm leaving because Kathy called me around the holidays and um, she called me on on my lunch break at work. And I was like, an OA person is calling me and they're going to ask me to do something. And I don't want to do it. Whatever. It's probably lead a meeting. And so then, you know, I called her back and she, yes, she wanted me to lead a meeting. And I said, yeah, this Saturday, thinking I'll get it over with. Right. She said, no, it's in January. So I'm thinking, damn, why did I say yes? Because my anxiety, if I have to do something that creates anxiety, it builds and builds and builds. So I don't just have a day of anxiety, I have days, right? So then I ran into Kathy and Albertsons. (laughs) And I thought, oh, this has gotta be a sign, you know? So we talked and I said, yeah, I'll leave, whatever. So that was my commitment. So um, I think I'll start by talking about how things are within my life today. And then I'll talk about my childhood and some other parts of my life second, because I think the thing that's so important is how things are today. It's it's most important thing is how things are today, right? Because um, that's, that's the experience, strength and hope, I guess. Um, so my weight is stable. And um, it's I I just had a doctor's appointment. And, you know, they have they have that little graph they can look at where it shows your weight. And she's like, oh, you're pretty stable. Oh, but here you went down to that, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, I went down a little bit um, in 2014. <laughs> and um, so my partner and I we did a, like a weight loss program through our insurance and it was an eight week program. And, um, I lost 30 pounds and my partner lost 80 pounds and that was great. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And, um, we were also taking care of my great aunt at the time, which was challenging, but we did it. And, and that's great. But I, what I found, and I'm, I know I'm not unique in this is that it's easier to lose the weight than keep it off. And I've I've lost about 30 pounds twice in in my adult life and I've gained it back. Um, The good news is that like my my top weight was probably 230 plus a few pounds and I'm down around 219 and I'm okay with that. I know it's not ideal. I know it's not the healthiest weight for me, but um, if I spend a lot of time and energy focused on the weight, I lose sight of everything else. Um, I get fucking crazy, crazier than I already am. Right. And it doesn't help me. It doesn't help me. It does not help me. And so I'm glad you guys are naughty because that makes me feel like I'm not, you know, makes me feel better. Like I'm understood anyway. So, um, so what was I going to say? So um, see, see, so technically I'm, I'm pre-diabetic, and I have been for several years, well, more than several. And so my doctor says, um, so you're pre-diabetic, but I tell all my pre-diabetic patients, think of yourself as diabetic, which works for me. That's the best way I can do it. Um, and so I am, I think my food plan or the my, how I eat is more based on the diabetic thing than anything else. The good part is that the uh, eating a more diabetic friendly diet, it kind of helps keep my weight stable. And um, so I really have to be careful about carbs and sugar, of course, but other carbs. And um, I really hate it sometimes. Um, I've been doing it for so in 2019, I guess, is when finally the doctor just said, so you really need to think of yourself as diabetic." So I considered that the beginning, right, and it was on like June of 2019, um, and so that's the kind of my timeline thing. So within a few days, we flew we flew to New York, and we all fly into Buffalo, and my cousin meets us, and then we go to this wonderful fish restaurant on Lake Erie, which has this great breaded fish, right? And I'm sitting there eating it, thinking. Oh, this is not, this is not working with my carbs and my life, you know, whatever. And my, my cousin's daughter is like, I don't know what diet she's following, but she's picking off the breading and I'm thinking, Oh, that's, really smart, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is the hard part of it has been then all of a sudden you have to be very conscious of what you're eating and that changes everything. I mean, for me, it changes everything. But slowly, slowly I adjusted. So um, my A1C has been pretty good. It's been, it it just went up. I was just tested. Um, My doctor wants to see me every six months, which I think is excessive. But you know, it's that thing when you get to a certain age or you have a chronic disease, they want to see you more often. Okay, I get it. Um, So anyway, my A1C went up by, by three, by whatever the little thingies are. It went up from 5.7 to six and still considered pre-diabetic, but I'm just like, God damn it, I kept it really low. And, um, but another thing that I've done to help myself with all this is I'm on like a, a, oh, you know, an online group uh, for diabetics, diabetic team. And there's a lot of great people on there who have experience. there's compulsive arbor eaters who have diabetes, there's people who've had diabetes for years. And somebody reminded me that that's not a really bad A1C. You know, there's it can get a lot worse. Um, so anyway, I'm just trying to sort of like maintain um, my weight and maintain the A1C level and be as healthy as possible. And I'm trying to walk more, and I'm trying to get enough sleep, and I'm trying to stay sane. If I start going off the rails, because um, I can go off the rails pretty easily. And one of the things that OA has really, really helped me is kind of it's kind of helped me evolve emotionally and spiritually to where I have a a bigger view of life and my disease and everything. I have a bigger. I don't know. I have I have more understanding. I have more wisdom if I can even use that word or I have a I have a bigger um, I have a bigger capacity to appreciate life and to take responsibility for my part in things. Um, Because I found that um, one of the challenges for me in my life has been that I feel I have felt and do feel victimized by things that have happened. And it's that victim mentality that really screws me up. Whether or not it's the true reality, it's, it's a fact that I was victimized by certain things. But if I hold on to that victimization, I can't move forward. I can't progress. I can't live a better life. And um, I just wanted to talk briefly that. um, So, uh, and I've spent a lot of time in other programs. I was in ACA for a long, long time. Um, I was in AA, oddly enough, when I was 17. Um, So, this would have been, well, I'm 68 now. So, that was a hell of a long time ago. Um, I was, there was hardly anybody in AA at the time who was younger than 40, seriously. And um, so that was kind of weird, but it actually saved me from, um, it probably saved me from having a breakdown when I was around 17. Um, And, you know, the the way I got into AA, I mean, this is just insanity, but I, I was really into Primal scream therapy, which was uh, Arthur Yanoff. big deal back then, and um, and so I would go into the mountains because I I grew up in Altadena and I grew up in the mountains, and I and I like go where somewhere no people were, and I just like do my primal scream. Well, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, that's a little. And I met my boyfriend in the mountains because he was into primal scream therapy too. And um, I know it's like the, the the shit that we do, you know. I mean, bye. He was also schizophrenic, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a challenge, let me say. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like slept on our living room floor for a while. And that's a whole other deal. My whatever, my mother allowed it. My parents were separated at the time. It's so complicated. But um that got me into AA and that really saved me. And there was a clubhouse in Pasadena right by the courts that's no longer there. It's this tiny little building. It's no longer used for that. And that was where I went to meetings. And my first higher power was a tree on the courthouse, in the courthouse green area. It was a tree and I love trees and nature and it was my higher power. That moment at 17 was the beginning of things getting better. That was the the moment. And um, now of course, I knew it at the time, but now I really know it looking back. So um, I just wanted to say something about my childhood. Um, so my father um, had major depression and he um, he was hospitalized when I was eight. And um, he was taken away in a straitjacket because that's what you did in 1962. And he spent two weeks in Ingleside Mental Health, which is in Alhambra. And, um, you know, that was a real, that was traumatic. Um, I think, which was harder than the than all that, was that before he had the breakdown and left, he was crying at night, and my brother and I would hear him crying to my mother. That was absolutely terrifying, terrifying. And um, anyway, God, I'm telling all this shit, and I'm not falling apart, so that's a good sign. And it's being recorded, which is just kind of weird to me, but. Okay, that's an aside, right? If you don't want to record it. Well, it's kind of too late, isn't it? We can delete it. Yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so anyway, there was that. And then um, another thing that I want to touch on briefly that I don't want to go into detail was trauma as a teenager because I was allowed to go um, to a foreign country for three months with neighbors of ours who my parents did not know. My parents literally, my mother... That spent maybe ten minutes with these people, mm-hmm. and they were they were they were dangerous, scary people, and um, they were uh, they were sexual abusers. And I don't want to go into that, but that really fucked me over big time. And uh, by the time I was nineteen, when I had come back, um, I almost had uh, a breakdown, and somebody got me to Pasadena Mental Health Center. And I started seeing somebody there, which helped a lot. And um, they were debating whether to hospitalize me and they decided not to, which is, I don't know if it's good or bad, but that's what happened. So there was that. So my feeling has been as an adult that say around 17 or 19, things started turning around. But But all I've done since that time, and this is a distortion, I'm sure, but I feel like all I've done since that time is repair what was happened to me in the first 19 years that there's been so much to deal with mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, maybe even physically that that's been my task and that's what I'm doing. And sure. I'm, well, I don't want to interrupt your share, but you have, uh, two minutes and 22 seconds. Two minutes and 22 seconds. 22 seconds, ma'am. No, 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 Cheryl, Cheryl, not yet, not yet. Go Uh, ahead. No, I know you said two minutes and 22 seconds. I'm making a joke. You have seven minutes, Cheryl. We haven't finished your 15 minutes yet. Keep sharing. Uh, We'll get to you. We'll let you know when your five minutes is up, Go. I'm so fucking confused. I'm sorry. All right, she's got it. I got it. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. You're like, just like the... equalizer yeah thank you you're like the thank you um so usually i don't talk really long so i usually try to talk in a couple minutes a few minutes and then wrap it up and get it over with and so i guess it's good that i'm continuing to talk so anyway um so that's where i'm at right now and i've been coming to oa since 2001 And the reason I started coming here, I mean, I'm not really even sure why I started coming here. Um, My partner and I moved from Pasadena to Azusa. And my partner and I initially, well, we were friends for about a year and we were involved in cat rescue. So that's how we met each other. And then our first date was at a donut place. So you know what, we both have the disease, right? And I kind of thought, okay, I'm with somebody who also has the disease and I'm in this new city and I hated moving from Pasadena. I grew up in Altadena. My mother was born in Pasadena. My grandparents lived most of their lives. And Pasadena, in my family, at least my mother's side of it, was always the holy grail place that you wanted to be. And moving to Azusa was like, oh my God, I've moved to Azusa. But I started coming started coming to Skippy. <laughs> I started coming to Skippy, and that was really good. And I think I sat in meetings for a year before I said anything. But anyway, um, my whole point is that Skivy has really helped me grow and the fellowship has been really good for me and the people I've met and my sponsors. I don't have a sponsor now, but I've had them in the past. My sponsors have really helped me. And I'm I'm doing a lot better with this, but I'm I'm generally a very introverted person, and to be if you, because I'm so introverted, if I could come to a meeting and connect with people, that has really helped me. Five minutes, Cheryl. Thank you. Okay, I think I might wrap up soon, just because it's getting distracting. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, so I really I'm very grateful to the Twelve Steps. I'm grateful to. Overeaters Anonymous. I feel like there's a lot here to get. There's a lot to learn from. Um, I have to be careful about doing things around food that that will turn obsessive and compulsive. You know, and one of the things that people with diabetes do sometimes is keep uh, food diaries and record um, their carbs, which is really, really helpful. And I will do that some of the time. Some of the time I don't do it because if I have a little list of what I've written and how many carbs are in it, it just sends me off on that, you know, like weighing yourself five times a day and seeing if you've gained or lost an ounce or whatever. (laughs) So anyway, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you, Kathy, although you're out there somewhere for asking me to lead. And... um, Um, I think I've said everything I'm going to say. Thanks a lot.